And we're back on the hunt with Supernatural Season 4, Episode 7. It's the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester. Good grief. I'm Chris Barrows. My name's Dan Cummins. Yeah, this is our, our Halloween episode, Chris. We're a little late on this one. When this drops, it, it'll it be past Halloween. But I think that's okay because we did con- uh, cover Monster Movie. And which, I, in my opinion, Chris, th- that's not a Halloween episode necessarily. They do say that it's Oktoberfest. So it's it's within like the calendar, I think, uh, the calendar month of Halloween. I kind of prefer Monster Movie over this one. If I'm going to sit down and watch one episode for Halloween... It's probably going to be monster movie. It's not going to be this one, but I think it's worth noting. You mentioned this to me before we hopped on here. This isn't the first time we've actually covered Halloween on Supernatural. In fact, the first time was in the pilot episode, which I think a lot of people forget about. Yeah, it's 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 funny because that's where we learned. Sam says, you know how I feel about Halloween. He says that to Jessica and it, it's kind of a preview of just the world he's been a part of and why he doesn't like it. So it, it's interesting. Uh, I, so I, I'll just encourage people to go back to, if you want to talk about Halloween, I mean, we talked about a little bit probably in there. So go back to our first episode, go back to the pilot, but yeah, this one is the great pumpkin, Sam Winchester. Look immediately right up front. That is a reference to the peanuts comic uh, by Charles Schultz. Fantastic. Yeah. I actually own, I think I've mentioned this before. I own many of the, I own a lot of the, the old books for it. Uh, I collected this stuff. So, uh, it's, it's a classic and the reference you can't miss. And it shows you they're nailing everything in this season. Quite frankly, they've got great references in the titles. The episodes are tight. So it just, it goes to speak to the quality of this season, but interestingly enough, Dan, this aired October 30th, 2008, this is only an 8.4. Uh, so it kind of speaks to what you're talking about. Maybe monster movie is a superior episode or for Halloween specifically or overall to most, but directed by Charles Beeson, I actually really like this episode quite a bit. I think it's really uh, quite good. I really like the concept of the monster. I don't know if it's a perfect execution of the monster, but I think they do a good job with the twists in this one. So I'm a fan. And, um, you know, in this one, we are also dealing uh, with essentially the equivalent of witchcraft in a sense is what they think is happening because uh, they're investigating a case that they find out they have to confront the most powerful demon of halloween who only rises every 600 years so you know that's that's a major once in a lifetime kind of thing so we know we're not going to get this monster again in theory when you have this episode happen but sam hain is a special type of demon and he is the origin of the modern day halloween is a great concept and i'm glad they hit on this one and I can understand why we maybe don't go back to Halloween as much after this one, because how do you beat going by the the origin of Halloween in an episode? You can't really beat that in a future Halloween episode. Yeah, you really can't. And Chris, I have, you know, sort of in parentheses here, uh, Sam Hain is the the way that they pronounce it in the show. It's actually a Celtic name, and many Celtic names are very hard to pronounce. Sinead is probably the easiest name to pronounce uh from celtic origin even though it's it's spelled very strange there are a lot of strange i have a lot of cousins a lot of you know people in my family with names that are very hard to pronounce this one if you want to be accurate you ask you pronounce it Sowin. Sowin is the way to pronounce this sam hayne is how they pronounce it in the show so either or whatever is easiest for you um but yeah it's of celtic origin he's the uh origin of halloween in this episode uh apparently when he reigned on earth on halloween night People kept their children inside. They wore masks. Uh, 
They carved pumpkins to worship him. And of course, they left candy at their doors to appease him. So we're getting all these different things that ultimately lead to what Halloween is today. Uh, sort of an origin story for that. And yeah, and of course, in 1408, uh, he was exercised by an unknown force. We'll later learn, Chris, that he needs 600 years to rise again. Therefore, that brings us to 2008, in which Sam and Dean have to try to take him down. So, you know, when I first watched this, Chris, I thought at first it seemed like just your average monster of the week episode. It's Halloween. Let's just make a Halloween type episode. But actually, they weaved in one of the seals into this episode. Like, Sowin is not just a monster. He's actually one of the seals that the boys have to um, try to prevent from breaking. So that was kind of a, a pleasant surprise for me. Whenever you can, can like combine those two things... I'm generally happy with those. Um, but yeah, this is like a, a unique take on Halloween. Like you said, kind of hard to top that. Um, I would prefer Monster Movie only because it's a fun watch. This one for me, Chris, I didn't have a ton of fun watching it. Um, it's a good episode. Don't get me wrong. It's an 8.4. It's it's definitely, um, you know, critically it's sound, but I didn't have a lot of fun watching it. And I think that's why I prefer Monster Movie, especially on Halloween. For me, Halloween is, it's all about how much fun can you have. Right. And this one felt a little bit too investigative. There's a lot you have to sort of you have to like really pay attention for this one, Chris. And I know that sounds bad. Like you should probably pay attention to every episode. But I really mean you need to focus on every detail. Otherwise, you might get lost. I think it's fair to say. No, I think you make a good point about the the argument of what's a better Halloween episode, the actual Halloween episode or something like Monster Movie. If you're just going to throw something on for fun. Yeah, Monster right. Movie is I, I love Monster Movie. I mean, we go back if you haven't listened yet and listen to Monster Movie and you'll you'll hear why we enjoyed it so much. But this also is a really interesting one because it introduces characters. You know, you've got uh, I mean, you've got Uriel in this one. Uh, you've got the boys also doing some things um, that I think are, are interesting, which is they're as they're investigating, I love the moments when they think someone is the person and it's not, I enjoy that. And I'm almost tricked for a moment. I feel like when I watch some of those, it's like in this particular episode, we think the bad guy's someone and we're not wrong, but we're not completely right. And Mm -hmm. I like that better than, okay, you, you pull the wool over my eye. No, I, we kind of were right, but we're not completely in the right. And, and I enjoy that as a viewer that, I like being wrong, quite frankly. I don't want to be able to predict everything. So I thought that was great. We also deal with hex bags in this one. And I know hex bags are not abnormal, but these are really well done hex bags. And they talk about like this. You need to be a very good witch to do this. It's got a gold thread, an herb that's been extinct for 200 years. So that you make that connection back to how the hell did you find this? Uh, A centuries old Celtic coin and a charred, finger bone of an infant uh which dean kind of bites into and is like ew uh, when he realizes what it was but powerful witches we know we're going to meet one of the most powerful eventually and i and i get excited when i think about those characters but these these are formidable witches they really are but they don't look like witches in terms of maybe what we'd expect so that's really cool this has happened before too let me just remind everybody that you had a group of uh, essentially housewives, uh, you know, who uh, uh, this group of women who got together and just wanted to practice witchcraft and very different here. 
But again, unexpected people practicing witchcraft. In this case, as I said, really powerful witches. Right. Sam confirms that. He says, no, Dean, you don't understand. They're not just witches. These are really powerful witches. And Sam pieces together that, well, we have three victims on three separate nights. That's not really how witches operate, at least to their knowledge. They haven't really seen that. They've kind of just seen, well, witches typically are in it for themselves, right? Just as you listed that that previous episode that we saw witches in, they all wanted fame or fortune or, you know, revenge in some cases. But in this case, it is not that. We see a second victim um, killed at a Halloween party. Really gruesome, Chris. She's bobbing for apples and the water ends up boiling her face off. I mean, it was like really, really gruesome. Um, but yeah, Sam concludes that these heck bags are actually blood sacrifices. And that over the course of three days, the last, of course, being midnight on the final day of the final harvest, which is Halloween, they're summoning something. And so Sam, you know, as he does, he, he jumps into the books and so in is, is the guy that they come up with. Uh, of course, it's the day on the Celtic calendar when the veal between the living and the dead is the thinnest. So it's like the perfect day to do that ritual. And once this guy returns, man, he can raise things from hell. He can he can really destroy an entire town. Like they, Sam and Dean are, are not light in describing this to Uriel and Castiel because Castiel and Uriel, they just want to burn the city down. You know, they, they, they talk to them at some point and they say, listen, boys, like we're just going to take this place down. Don't worry about it. Snap of a finger. We'll take them out. And Sam and Dean are like, well, hold on a second. Yes, this these witches are bad news, but like we think we can actually save the city and take down the witch at the same time. I thought that was an interesting bit of uh, information there, Chris, because we start to see Sam and Dean not trust the angels for the first time. Now, Dean has always been sort of, you know, back and forth. Dean doesn't really believe anything good exists to begin with, but this is Sam's first time eating Castiel. And of course, Uriel too. So Sam has been a fan. He's actually been praying as we learn. It takes him what, like a few hours to hate angels. I thought that was really great that they, 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 they did it in that way in such a quick fashion. Can I note right before Sam meets Castiel for the first time, one of my favorite parts of this episode, <laughs> I cannot help but laugh about it, is when this little kid in a, in a spaceman out Fit comes up and says trick or treat and Dean's like we don't I don't have any candy we're, we're living in a motel and then <laughs> Sam's like well what well, no we have some he's like no it's gone <laughs> and then the kid just gives this like glaring look at it it is I I can't help it's one reason why I like this episode it's funny and serious at the same time not as much maybe as the last one where Dean kind of fumbling over everything was really funny at times but it had this lighthearted moment before a pretty serious interaction in which um we do see that that interaction of uh, of Sam meeting an angel and then being like, man, I thought they'd be better. Or like, I yeah. thought they'd be more righteous. And Dean makes a good point. They are righteous. Like, you're not wrong. They're righteous. But that's the reason they're kind of dicks. Let's face it. They're righteous because they're they know what they know and they just they do their job. The other great thing about that scene, Dan, is they make a note to, to Dean. Is it don't you just didn't you just go and do what your father told you? And they're Mm -hmm. not stupid. They know all about Dean's life. Yeah. Dean plays hardball right back though. And I love this. He goes, we're staying because I know you raised me up. You didn't raise me up to kill me. So he he's playing that card still. He he might not feel that comfortable later on, but right now he feels strong. I'm saying, all right, fine. I'm staying. You're not smiting this town. 
And I love that Dean does play that card. So I think there's a lot of really great interaction in this episode. I think that's part of a reason why it being an 8.4 is wrong to me. I, I'm fine with an 8.7 or an 8.8 on my scale. But, you know, people review bomb stuff and other things. I know I don't less of an issue at this point, probably, as we see now. Um, we're seeing that with the Winchesters, unfortunately. Uh, but the the point being, I think it's a really good episode because these are critical engagements of characters meaning for the first time sam as you said shifting from angels yeah to i thought they'd be better than this and it does you're right doesn't take long and and here they here they are but they think they can take care of it and we know we're up for a big challenge and unfortunately they fail i think that's the big thing here is they do fail one of the seals is broken and the twist is the fact that there's not one but there's two people that it mm -hmm. takes to do this spell someone's got to be the final sacrifice and i'm glad they do it this way because when you take the uh when you take the the character uh whom they ultimately have take over the body uh to be the bad guy he has such a switch in character he yeah. really plays two different characters, and I thought he did it so well. And so I just – I don't know how the other actor would have done it. I'm sure she would have done a good job, but he's so dramatically different that I think it stands out, and it's just well done. I agree, and let me compliment Jared Padalecki really quick because I know you know, everyone listening to this knows that I, I shit on Jared's acting ability sometimes, Chris, but you just said it. Um, Don is the character's name who ultimately gets possessed by Soin. And um, yeah, he's he's pretty charismatic, pretty terrifying. But I really love how Sam comes in. And Sam is not supposed to use his powers, right? It's been two episodes since Sam promised he wouldn't use his powers. He even told Dean right before he went in there, I'm going to try to use the knife, right? That doesn't go according to plan. And Dean has this great line when Soen approaches him. He, you know, he has like a similar white light to Lilith, Chris, and he tries to he tries to hit Sam with it. But Sam is unaffected and he goes, oh, yeah, that doesn't work on me. Sorry. Um, so he, of course, Sam loses the knife, but he falls back on his powers and he exercises this guy and he's got, you know, it, it's not easy for him. Chris, Sam is clearly, it takes a toll on him to do that. You could see it looks like a really bad migraine, something that I know you uh, deal with. So I can imagine it's a similar type of experience. Um, but yeah, he exercises him in front of Dean and, you know, Dean, I think he's coming around to Sam's powers a little bit. Now he doesn't want Sam to go down that path, but he understands that if it's between angels destroying an entire city just to take down, you know, a couple of witches or Sam using his powers when he's not supposed to, maybe we let Sam use his powers this time, you know, and, and we see a little bit of give on Dean's, uh, Dean's end. Of course, the angels don't love that. They actually end up threatening Sam. They say, you know, the second that you stop being useful to us, kid, we're going to get rid of you. Like we told you not to use your powers. You're using them. You better watch where you're going. He also tells Sam to relay the message to Dean, get off your high horse because you're not the end all be all, you know? And uh, I really love that exchange. I think you're right, Chris. I think the exchanges with the angels should have boosted this one up a little bit. Um, it's a very Kripke era for these angels to be total dickheads so quickly into the show like only Kripke would write these types of conversations uh, between characters but let me just get to that closing scene with Castiel Chris because very very quickly we learn that Castiel isn't actually this um, almighty messenger from God right he pretty much lays it out to Dean he says Dean you have to promise me something and promise not to tell anybody but 
this whole greater plan thing, I don't know, man. I don't know what I believe is truth or, or I don't know what this greater plan is. I don't know how credible it is. Like I'm, I just trust you to do the right thing. All I know is that you're valuable upstairs and whatever happens happens. And I think for viewers, Chris, as you and I to be like an angel is confessing that he doesn't actually believe in the plan of God. Like that is huge. Nobody knows what the hell is going on. It seems like certainly not the angels, certainly not the demons team free will is going to be forming very quickly and they have a good reason to form. Yeah. And you start to see, and we eventually it's somewhere down the line in the episodes. I know there's at some point where someone says the line that Castiel really likes you, right? Like, you know, you, you've won favor essentially from, from Castiel. Right. And you start to see Castiel see the way the boys work and do things and something starts to shift. And it's it's much it's a much smaller shift in this season than I think season five, where much bigger shifts will occur. But it, the beginning's been set. It's been you know, and we didn't know when they did this. They didn't know Castell was gonna be nearly as right. as important. You know, he, he wasn't guaranteed. Uh, and you know, when it comes down to it, he does warn there's gonna be hard decisions coming and he does not envy him and mm-hmm. i think that's the interesting thing because we talk about this show what makes these this season and next season particularly really good is they have tough decisions to make and i think as fans we don't always love the decisions they make like it's very easy to say hey you could have stopped this deal from breaking you could have let the angels do their thing would that have been the right call now for all of the world maybe sam and dean aren't going to make a call Based on that, they're going to try to always save lives. You know, I go back to what Captain America says in Marvel is like, we don't trade lives. He says that in 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 one of the the last films, I believe it was was Endgame. I know Infinity War, he makes that we don't trade lives. He's talking about vision. Sorry if you don't watch Marvel, but you've had time to watch Infinity War by now. So I'll say it's that same vibe of we save lives. Um, Right. and, And, you know, they hunt things and they save people. So ultimately, one life is enough. And it we hit on this really hard here when we can stop essentially an apocalypse, right, in the long run. But they say, but we need to save some lives. Like, these people deserve to live. And uh, that's a tough call. But they make that call. And I like the contrast between these two angels. Mm. Even though we know Castiel is tough, right? We know he means business. This other guy, crap, he's not going to take anyone and, and and he's not going to listen to anyone. So we, we see two different angels who work very differently. It, it sets up a lot. And I'm very excited about continuing to watch uh, both uh, Misha and Robert Wisdom um, in their roles as Castiel and Uriel. Uh, and I do want to shout out the fact that Don McManus, who plays uh, really two characters, just phenomenal. I think Ashley Benson as Tracy, perfectly fine and all that, but I, I think that Don just killed it in this one. Uh, I think it's funny that he played Don Harding and his name is also Don. So that's another fun note for people. Yeah, I love when that happens. Great episode, Chris. Um, we need meet another angel, right? That's that's no small feat. We're getting closer to this cosmic war that we'll get in season five. Uh, next episode, though, we have a fun one. And it's, it, you know, I love these fun episodes that are sprinkled in there, Chris. It's not as serious. It's not really a lore builder in terms of season four, season five. But we do get a depressed teddy bear uh, with a potty mouth. 
And if you had told me that when I first saw the show that, hey, this is where the show is headed, I wouldn't believe you. But here we are. This is Kripke having an absolute blast with himself in this show. Um, really looking forward to it. Of course, Sam and Dean, they go to a town where wishes are coming true and nobody is careful about what they wish for. Uh, it is it is hilarious. And I'm really looking forward to, to laughing with you uh, about that one soon. Yeah, I am very excited about that one as well. I hope that everyone listening is enjoying the podcast. Certainly, please share, uh, get it out there. I know that we're dropping, as I said uh, earlier, a Halloween episode, quote unquote, a uh, few few weeks after Halloween. But uh, one of the big reasons we did that, and if you haven't had a chance to go listen, I just want to note one of the reasons that is, is we actually moved up a few episodes and dropped like four episodes in one week because we wanted to really line up a really critical episode with the Winchesters. Uh, yep. If you've been watching Winchesters, obviously we don't cover it here. There's podcasts that you can do that. Uh, I'm still trying to find the podcast. I want to listen for that, to be honest, Dan, but I will say, go listen to our, to our recap of the first episode, see what we think. Uh, and it's fair to say that uh, I think it's been worth it. We wouldn't even be anywhere near this episode actually around Halloween had we not done that. So go listen to that. And uh, we love your feedback. So give it, to us as uh, uh whatever you've got those feelings and, and Dan, they could find us on a few places and i know reddit's a big one for us yeah if you want to follow us on reddit uh back on the hunt pod uh over there on twitter uh twitter excuse me we're back on the hunt podcast that's b-o-t-h-s-p-n podcast uh we do live tweet the winchesters chris and i both watch it so if you're interested in engaging with us there uh, please do so. We have a pretty lengthy theory on how the Winchesters is going to connect canonically with Supernatural. And so far, Chris, I haven't been proven wrong yet. So I'm interested to see how that show unfolds. Um, of course, thank you for listening. If it's your first time, go back, listen to the other episodes. We've had a, a really fun time doing this. And uh, yeah, with that, Chris, I'm looking forward to covering the rest of season four with you. Yeah, that I think it's fair to say is it for this week. But we will be back because... After all, we've got work to do.